Chapter Twenty Four of the Home Life of Poe by Susan Archer Weiss. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Quiet Life at Fordham. The beginning of this year was a dreary time at the cottage at Fordham. The resources of the family, which had been generously contributed to, mostly by strangers and anonymously, were now exhausted and poe still ill and in wretched spirits was not capable of the exertion necessary to replenish them in the preceding summer he had by a severe criticism of thomas dunn english aroused the ire of that gentleman who revenged himself in an article for which poe brought a suit of libel recovering damages to the amount of two hundred and fifty dollars a welcome boon in a time of need he remained at home applying himself to his writing and mindful of mrs shoe's advice abstained from stimulants and took regular exercise on the country roads about fordham his frequent companion in these walks was a priest of st john's college near fordham who being an educated and intellectual man must have proven a most congenial and welcome acquaintance this priest who seems to have known poe well declares that he made a superhuman struggle against starvation and speaks of him as a gentle and amiable man easily influenced by a kind word or act most of his time said mrs clem was passed out of doors he did not like the loneliness of the house and would not remain alone in the room in which virginia had died when he chose to write at night as was sometimes the case and was particularly absorbed in his subject he would have his devoted mother-in-law sit beside him dozing in her chair and at intervals supplying him with hot coffee or catalina his wife's old pet perched upon his knee or shoulder cheering him with her gentle purring virginia's death seems to have drawn these three more closely together they could thenceforth often be seen walking up and down the garden walk poe and his mother arm in arm or with their arms about each other's waists and catalina staidly keeping pace with them rubbing and purring mrs clem told stoddard how when poe was about this time writing eureka he would walk at night up and down the veranda explaining his views and dragging her along with him until her teeth chattered and she was nearly frozen it is to be feared that he was not always sufficiently considerate of his indulgent mother-in-law poe soon experienced the benefits of his restful and temperate life health and spirits improved and he began to take an interest in the everyday things about him as spring advanced he and mrs clem laid out some flower-beds in the front garden and planted them with flowers and vines given by the neighbors until when in may the cherry-tree again blossomed the little abode assumed quite an attractive appearance upon an old settle left by a former tenant and which mrs clem's skilful hands had mended and scrubbed and stained into respectability and placed beneath the cherry-tree as a garden seat poe might now often be seen reclining gazing up into the branches where birds and bees flitted in and out or talking and whistling to his own pets a parrot and bobolink whose cages hung in the branches a passer-by was impressed by the picture presented quite early one summer morning of the poet and his mother standing together on the green turf smilingly looking up and talking to these pets here 
on the convenient settle on returning from one of his long sunrise rambles he would rest until summoned by his mother to his frugal breakfast i have at various times heard persons remark that in reading the life of a distinguished man they have desired to know some of the lesser details of his daily life as how did he dress what did he eat we have all been interested in learning that george washington liked cornbread and fried bacon for breakfast that sir walter scott was fond of oaten gills with milk and that wordsworth's favorite lunch was bread and raisins as regards poe we must go back to his sister's account of what his morning meal consisted of while she was at fordham a pretzel and two cups of strong coffee or when there was no pretzel the crusty part of a loaf with a bit of salt herring as a relish poe had the reputation of being a very moderate eater and of preferring simple viands even at the luxurious tables of his friends he was fond of fruit and his sister said of buttermilk and curds which they obtained from their rural neighbors but we recall his enjoyment of the elegant tea-cakes at the morrisons on greenwich street and the fried eggs for breakfast a lady who as a little girl knew poe and his mother at this time said to a correspondent of the new york commercial advertiser we lived so near them that we saw them every day they lived miserably and in abject poverty he was naturally improvident and but for the neighbors they must have starved my mother sent many a thing from her storeroom to their table he was not a man who drank in the common acceptation of the term but those were days when wine ran like water and not to serve it would seem niggardly i remember that one day muddy as mr poe called mrs clem came to our house and asked us not to offer wine to edgar as his head was weak but that he did not like to refuse it as an illustration of the fascination which poe possessed even for strangers is the following letter from mr john de galliford of chattanooga tennessee to this same new york correspondent i am drawn to you by your defence of edgar a poe i love him though i met him but once it was in september eighteen forty five i was sitting on a pile watching our bark that was moored to the pile a quiet neatly dressed gentleman came up to me and asked me numberless questions in regard to our seafaring life he was so lovable in his conversation that i never forgot him and i prize the memory of those few hours of his sweet talk with me and hold it sacred to his memory he could not have been a drinking man for his looks did not show it on my telling that i was a runaway boy from kentucky he took some scraps of paper from his pocket and took notes saying that he could make a nice story of what i had told him i took him aboard the bark and showed him a pet monkey i had brought from natal he ate a piece of biscuit and drank some cold coffee and said he would come again and see me and get acquainted with my captain this was years ago and i am now an old man seventy-three years old but I can remember word for word all that passed. End of chapter 24